Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Welcome back to the Here to Thrive podcast. Today I'm going to talk through with you three little habits that will make you happier. They're little things. I I don't believe in loading people up with a whole heap of big responsibilities. I know what it's like to be busy and I know what it's like to feel like extra things to do are a burden. And so I hope that you will see these as relatively simple little things that you could do to be happier. Before I launch into them, I will say that I've taken these three points from my Thriving Life mini guide. If you go over to my website, www.thrive.how, and join the community there, you get an instant download of my eight tips towards a thriving life. And in there, I outline eight things that you can do to help point yourself in the right direction and start really thriving. So I've taken these three tips from that list of eight. So if you'd like more ideas on how you can really set yourself up to be happier, please go over there and join our community and download that. And if you have already got my Thriving Life mini guide, I'm sure that you will find this conversation really useful because I think it's great to read words, but sometimes the messages really hit home that much more when you hear it discussed. And so that's my hope today is to really bring these points to life for you and help contextualize how this could look in your life. So the first little habit that can truly make you happier is practicing gratitude. And if you have been in the self-help space or looking around for a bit, you've probably heard this one already. The reason you've probably heard it already is it works. The science shows that it works. People who foster an attitude of gratefulness truly do feel happier. They have higher levels of well-being and a bunch of other amazing side effects. So it's clear with this one. There's no there's no maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. It does work. This one works. <laughs> so if you don't do anything else and you want to start feeling happier, focus on being grateful. I've heard somewhere that if there's one prayer you say in your entire life, thank you is enough. And I think science is catching up with what many spiritual people already knew. And that is that if we can demonstrate our gratefulness and show thanks for what we already have, we seem to just draw more joy to us. When we can count our blessings, our blessings become 
magnified. The beauty about gratitude is that when you're practicing it or when you have decided that you're going to look for what you can be grateful for, you instantly feel that joy and warmth. So when you stop to think, what can I be grateful for today? You'll notice in your body that relaxing feeling. You, you can't be grateful and mad at the same time. And it's really a mind trick. You can change your mind and put the space in there to decide that you are going to be grateful and start searching through your day or your week for the moments that have made you happy and really savor those. Another point in psychology is is about that savoring. We're happier when we really get the most out of our joyful moments. And by remembering and being grateful for something, we're really savoring that experience in our week. I've been actually meaning to write a blog post for a long time and I will get around to it, but I posted as part of my self-care challenge. I posted on Instagram every single day and I'm getting much better with my Instagram. So if, if you're on Instagram, come and find me. I'm kate.snowwise. Um, but a few months back, I posted on my Instagram every day and I was doing it because I was wanting to post what my self-care activity was. What was the thing today that I had done to take care of myself? And what I found after that 21-day challenge and having taken photos of everything that I did was that it really allowed me to savor it. I could then go onto my Instagram and flick through it and have all of those just little memories remind me of how joyful it was to paint my nails and how nice it had been to read that book and how much I had enjoyed that hot bath. And just by having a little picture reminder of it, I was able to really savor those experiences. And that's what gratitude can also do. It really deepens your appreciation for the moments that made you happy and helps you get the most out of that moment, helps you kind of really milk it for all it's worth, for lack of a better way to put it. I know that when I say gratitude, people automatically think of a gratitude journal and they think, I don't have time to write three things in my diary every night. And I get you, sometimes I'm really tired at night and I don't keep a gratitude journal. I will admit it to you, I don't. But what I do tend to do is when I start my work days, before I write my to-do list, I write three things that I have been grateful for since the last time I sat at my desk. So that can be a really powerful little jot down before I start my work day and really get me in a space of, of happiness and joy before I start into my day, which is brilliant. But the one thing I do do more than anything is just bring three things to mind. So when I'm lying in bed at night, I'm into the routine now of as I wrap the sheets up over my, my body and tuck myself in, that as I close my eyes, I just bring to mind three things that I'm really grateful for in the preceding day. 
I encourage you to try and think a little bit outside the box. What I do tend to see when people start their gratitude practices is that they say, I am grateful for my loving husband. I am grateful for my children and I'm grateful for the wonderful house over my head. And all of those things, of course, wonderful. And typically those are the things that come to mind for the first week or so. But after that, I encourage people to try and choose at least one thing out of their list of three that is not like a giant thing, like I'm, I'm grateful for my family or my children. Something little, like I'm grateful for the sunshine that I saw coming between the clouds today in that magical way. Or I was grateful for the fresh air that filled my lungs at lunchtime when I went outside for a walk. So the more you do it, the easier those things kind of become to recognize because the other thing that is so powerful about gratitude is I believe it really does rewire our brain a little bit. So when we know that we are going to be stopping to appreciate what we are grateful for later, we pay more attention to the things in our lives that we're grateful for in the moment. So you do tend to savor things more in the moment. You give them more of your attention because your brain knows it is important to you that you will be using this information later. So rather than if you're already doing a gratitude journal, by all means, keep it up. Yay, keep going. But if that sounds overwhelming, just make it a habit when you close your eyes at night or when you get in the shower and you just think to yourself, what am I grateful for today? And then notice the change in your emotion in your body, the feeling in your body. You really will start to feel joyful. Don't rush over this. Really think about it because the feeling is what's so important. The second thing that I believe, the little habit that can make us happier, is surrounding ourselves with joy triggers. Now, to me, a joy trigger is is simply that. Something that makes you happy, something that brings you joy. And I don't think that we include enough of these in our lives. For example, if you follow me for a while, you probably know I love flowers. And every week I buy myself a bunch of flowers and I keep my budget low. I spend less than $10 and it might be just a few flowers. It might be two or three. But I can typically get a a cute little bunch for that. And the joy it gives me to walk past fresh flowers in my home, oh my my, I really appreciate them. And in the past, I have thought of something like that as a luxury. Whereas now I know that the amount of joy I get for the full week that I have those flowers is so worth the $10 I spend on it. It's, it's not a luxury. It's something that really fills me up and brings me joy. Often joy triggers for people are photos of their family. And I would encourage you to think about that. Have you got photos of your family on your desk at work? What does your desk at work look like? Have you got mementos or things that make you smile around? My office is my sacred space. I've decided I really need to try and get on Instagram stories, actually. And the first thing I'm going to do is show you guys around my office. It is my sacred space and I love it. And the entire room brings me joy. And I've been lucky enough to set it up like that. 
But when I was thinking about little ideas that people can do in their own lives, I have quotes on my pin board above my desk and they bring me joy. They are joy triggers for me. So two of the quotes I have, because I know that I would be nosy, one that just really motivates me in those points when I'm feeling a little bit like, oh, it's feeling too hard or my dreams are too big. I have a quote by Emma Watson, and wow, is she an amazing young woman, I will just add, but her quote is, if not me, who? And if not now, when? And I read that, and I just feel, if not me, who? If not now, when? It's time. It's time to start moving towards my dreams, and so that is something that motivates me. The other quote that I have, which just makes me smile every time I see it, such a joy trigger for me, is choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. And that is from Confucius. I love that one. That's how I feel about this work that I do. It's not work to me. It is so joyful, but that's another, that's another story altogether. But, but where can you add more joy triggers in your life? And what are those things for you? So is it some quotes and some motivational words? Could you use some affirmations and mantras around your space? Is there room for more family pictures? What about mementos from trips and holidays and special occasions? One thing I'm really trying to do now is every time I go on a vacation or a special holiday, I try to pick up a little memento because then when I see that, it just makes me so happy. It takes me back to those moments of joy. Last year, I was lucky enough to go to the Amalfi Coast for my niece's wedding in in Italy. And oh my my, if you ever get a chance to go to Positano, whoa, do that. Definitely do it. But I picked up a, a little shell from a gift shop there. And I have that shell in my office. And it's such a simple little thing that I picked up on that trip. And I bought it purely knowing that it would be a reminder of that amazing trip. So I encourage you to collect little mementos that you can put in precious places in your house. To be honest, I can't claim that I get idea at all. Some of you may be familiar with the the designer that was on Oprah a lot, uh, Nate Berkus. He wrote a book and I got that idea from him and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But think to yourself, what are the things that bring me joy? I have a blog post which I'll reference in the show notes here, or if you go over to my website and just scroll to the bottom of the main page, you'll see it. But it's a list about how to make a list of the things that you love. And it's also the base of my self-care challenge, but it can really use be useful for your joy triggers too. The reason I believe joy triggers are so useful is it adds a dimension of depth to our experience. It's a mindfulness activity. So, so many of us sort of just rush through life these days and we never stop to smell the roses, quite literally. We're not stopping to use our senses and experience the world. We're kind of just rushing through it. And so joy triggers and having them in your space is a way to really reconnect with the experience of life in my mind. And I think that's why they're so powerful. You can use them as a little mindful moment where you pick up the shell or you smell the lavender oil that you have sitting on your desk or you stop and read the quote for a moment of motivation. 
And it's just a mindful break that can help you really reconnect with yourself and feel more joyful. So a simple little thing you can do, think about your spaces, especially the spaces where you spend the most time, your office, your desk, your home, and how can you put more joy triggers into them? I'm just going to have a little sip of my peppermint tea. That's something else that brings me joy. I've got it here with me today. Seriously, so good. The final point, and and this is also the final point of my thriving life mini guide. And it's the final point because it's quite possibly the most important one. And I don't want you to forget this. You can't be the best version of yourself and live the biggest and brightest version of your life without having a level of self-awareness. You need to self-reflect. You need to check in with yourself. You need to ask yourself those questions. Am I happy? What went well in the last little while? Where am I feeling out of whack? What needs to change in my life? What do I need to appreciate more? What can I do more of? What do I need less of? These are all incredibly powerful self-reflection questions that can help you really focus your energy. This is where coaching can be so useful for so many people because it really is a exercise in self-reflection. You've got someone else asking you the questions and digging deep with you to help you reflect on what it is you do want, where you are in life, where you're facing, where you're heading. But you don't necessarily have to have a coach. You can do this with yourself, but you've got to be dedicated. And I totally encourage people to set a monthly check-in with themselves. You can do this in a life context, and I really encourage you to. So once a month, sit down with yourself and take a life overview. How am I feeling around my life? What's working? What's not? The questions I mentioned earlier. But you can be a little bit more specific with this too. So if you're in a corporate space or you've got a a job that you really want to keep progressing in, I encourage my executive coaching clients to do this with themselves monthly, a monthly check-in. What have I achieved in the last month? Where am I heading? What are my goals? And am I moving in the right direction to achieve them? Is anything holding me up? What is working well? The power of a monthly check-in and that moment of self-reflection, you cannot underestimate how useful this is. It keeps you focused. It keeps you motivated and it keeps you going. It can also be applied to your relationships. You know, every three months sitting down with your husband or partner and saying, how's everything going here? Are we working towards what we hoped we would? Are we feeling connected? If, if not, why not? If so, what's working? What are we doing right that's really fostering that sense of connection between us? So don't forget to build in some time 
or get the support you need to really reflect and deepen your self-awareness. Because I truly believe we're our own best experts. We know what we need when we tap into that part of ourselves. So in summary, three simple little habits that can make you happier. Be grateful. Make it a routine. Try and tie it to something in your life. So getting into the shower or getting into bed every night and just bring three things that you're really grateful for to mind. Surround yourself with things that bring you joy. Make your environment full of joy triggers. So that might be a bunch of flowers. It might be some motivational quotes or affirmations. It might be more pictures of your family in your office or in your home. Think about what would bring you joy to see it. And finally, don't underestimate the power of self-reflection. Build it into your life. Once a month, give yourself half an hour to check in with yourself and say, am I happy? What's working? What might need to change? Put it as a prompt in your diary or in your phone and keep yourself accountable to that. I hope those tips will make you a little bit happier. I know they do make, I know they support me in my routines and uh, staying focused on my well-being and, and creating joy in my life. These are three things that I do frequently and they really do support me. Next week, I'm really excited. I have the honor of interviewing Cassandra Bodzak. She's just written a new book, which is about to be released, called Eat With Intention. And I just love it. I was lucky enough to have a little sneak peek. And I love what she's bringing together. She believes in whole health. And this is a recipe book full of amazing plant-based recipes. Oh my gosh, make my mouth water. But she also believes in looking after ourselves, the importance of self-care and being connected to ourselves. So you don't want to miss that. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, that will be next week's episode. In the meantime, my podcast is growing and I'm so grateful for you all listening. I really, truly am. To help me spread the word a little bit more, I'd love if you could leave me a review. That's what iTunes loves. I've had a few of you say, I want to leave you a review, but I can't work out how. It's a little bit tricky, especially if you're on your phone. If you're subscribed to the podcast, you might actually have to go back in and search for Here to Thrive and then click on it all over again as a podcast. And then there should be a review, a review tab that comes up there that you can type it into. Otherwise, if you've got iTunes on your computer, it's always easy to leave a review that way. I sincerely appreciate your comments. They make doing this worthwhile. I'll be back next Friday for another installment. And in the meantime, I hope these tips help you feel that little bit happier.